Good evening, everybody. Today is March 16th, 2018. This is episode 10 of Talk Story. I'm Brad Wells of Thank You Surfing. I'm Christian De La Iglesia of First Surf Shop, as well as Division Winwood. And uh, who do we have? This handsome gentleman ah, to our left. this handsome gentleman right here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Lulo Sala, probably better known to everyone as Votograph. Loud, yes. no, no one this can is hear Votograph. You. Loud, louder. No one could hear you louder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little hazing, you know. First uh, time hazing, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're figuring out how to haze people too. Actually, we gotta start this, work this into our, our routine but, here. But like in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, no one gets hurt. Yeah, some sort of bit. like cultural. Make, well, make cry maybe bit. emotionally. Yeah. All right. But well. we bring you back on the cast and <laughs> talk about all your problems. And then surfing so, is healing. Mm-hmm. Surfing is healing. Yes. All right. So um, let's get into the weekly happenings. Um, I got nothing. I got, it's spring break. It's spring break in South Beach, and that is a happening. It's pretty nuts down here. Everyone's uh, crowding the streets, crowding the beach, right. enjoying themselves, carrying on and doing what spring breakers do. And one of the challenges that we see out there is it's every year is the litter. It's the trash. It's the stuff that gets left behind. And, That's true. you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, you're kind of paddling around. You're just seeing bags and stuff like that out there, and you're Cups. just... Yeah, yeah, just so many different things, and people are just Honest. bringing it to the shoreline. They're going in the water, and they just have no care. And it's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird that we are surrounded by water, and these people, most of them that are here, you know, whether they're traveling somewhere else, know what's right and wrong. Right, it's and, mob mentality, though. Right, so you gotta get all these people packed in an area, and like one person throws it down, and it's like, well, right. they're doing it. And I guess I'll do it. And right, because there's that mentality that, like, oh, this is what I pay taxes for. I've heard that so many times, and you're just <laughs> like, yeah, so you right. pay taxes to be a slob. That's Epic. Good for you. You're, li- you're winning at life. So. Or as Dimitri Martin said, the moment you're about to say, I pay your taxes, you're about to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like Dimitri. Dimitri, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as us, um, we, uh, over at Division in Wynwood. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you follow- before you get into that, yes. the one thing on the, on the litter thing, if everybody that watches this, that surfs, whoever, Austin, looking at you, buddy, yep. you brought this up, just pick up a little trash. Be a good example. While uh, you're in the water, you have, I mean, for guys, we have board shorts. We have pockets. It yeah. doesn't hurt you to go ahead and grab that bag, just wring it out, throw it in your in your pocket. Yeah. It'll make you feel better. God, I've tied it off to my leash string uh-huh. uh, um, and my leash, you know, yeah. and kind of a little extra drag. But you know what? If you're trying to stall for that barrel, it helps you <laughs> Even out. better yet, if you're like walking down the street to and from the beach or whatever, and you see something in the street, don't walk past it. Just pick it up, make a point of throwing it out and being a good example because people will see that people have pride in the neighborhood right. and it's way harder to be a jerk when you see a lot of people doing the right thing. Right. You're absolutely so, right. All three of us here have been involved in the, in the local Surfrider Foundation chapter and right. you know we've seen that firsthand and we've you know tried to do stuff about that firsthand. So we know everybody's out there having a good time when you come down for spring break, but you know just be a little cognizant that you know, this is somebody else's home and you know, right. maybe take care of it a little better. Yeah, that's it. That's true. All right. Back uh, as far as hops, yep. yeah. uh, over at Division Winwood, if you guys haven't already, please follow us at Division Winwood. Um, nice uh, Yeah, you like that? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Ami James, um, he is our, my business partner as well as an amazing tattoo artist, and he's teamed up with all these other guys, Chris Nunez, Chris Garver, uh, guys that they had their, in their original TV show 10 uh-huh. years ago, and they've uh, created another show with Facebook. And uh, their first ep- webisode had released, it's about 15 minutes worth, it's released yesterday cool. on a uh, new platform that Facebook has, it's called Facebook Watch. 
and you're able to kind of watch these 15 minute things of different types of, of, of shows. And so it's called the tattoo shop. If you have a chance, check, check it out. out. It's pretty cool. You'll get to see what we filmed back in December. Cool. Um, and so every Thursday for the next eight weeks, we'll be premiering a new episode. And then every Friday for the next eight weeks, we'll be having Facebook live out of the division shop where we'll be having drinks and just random antics going on. And random they'll antics. be, they'll be showing their mystery tattoo, which if you guys haven't seen that before, crazy it's, it's pretty, much um there's a, a couple different tattoos that are, are chosen and you kind of sign yourself up to have any one of these tattoos put on you you don't know what it's going to be and you literally stick your arm or your leg through a hole and you have no idea what what's about get. to happen <laughs> and cool. so ami james will be hosting it and it starts tonight at about nine o'clock uh if you're in the neighborhood swing by we start at about eight o'clock we'll have some drinks and some good time so uh that's pretty much what we got going on Fun fact, I actually shot Chris for a client uh, a few years back. Oh, Did you? Yep. yep. Super nice guy. I mean, just super nice guy. Very chill, super cooperative. I'm past that. I mean, hopefully we have some other weekly haps like waves happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right into our next segment here, uh, the report and the forecast. So reporting the last week, weird, really a weird week. Like we've talked about well, it, this it whole seemed, Bermuda Triangle thing, right? And it well, and it seemed like with this big swell that was coming through, that you know maybe it shouldn't be that weird or hard to kind of forecast. What did you, oh, you find? Mean the last no, no, I'm oh, talking right. about just this week. Oh, coming up this week. Got no, it. No, 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 no. Just this oh, little this, this past that's week. Right. Yeah, yeah. We had what like, day are we in? Yeah, I don't even know. Friday. Sorry. Friday the sixteenth. Well, there was like <laughs> the time warp that we went into for six or seven days when there was ground swell at South right, Beach. Consist- right. That was. Kind of like when Confusing. sharks feed, your eyes roll back. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you just like wake up at the end of that and be like, what happened? Sunburned. Right. Fatigued. My lip got busted. Yeah, everybody's. Um, yeah, but last week we had um, a couple of cold fronts come through, and we also had that low push off the mid-Atlantic. And super weird that the times that forecasters would have kind of expected the waves right. completely didn't show, at least not down here south. Right. And then the times, like, when was it? Uh Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like, "What? There shouldn't be waves," and I have no idea where that came from. There so Palm was, beaches were breaking pretty good, right? Yeah. Well, Palm Beach got really good. Yeah. And then Tuesday, and then that, it, that, and then it was pretty much flat down here. Right. And then the next day, when there was no waves, pretty much like anywhere, all of a sudden, like a wave popped up down here. It wasn't on the buoys. There was nothing that I could find that would have indicated that there should be waves. And I look out the window, and lo and behold, I know I got waves. some of it early in the morning, and there was just only a couple of us out there. And it was Super just so surprising. beautiful. And I was like punching myself in the face because I had to leave after an hour. I'm like, <laughs> really? God, this is what, but you know what? It, this is what I feel like South Beach does. It, you know, you have that love affair with it where it's just like, you're like, ah, oh, you know, you can never leave her. I know right. what you mean. Yeah. I had meetings during those days and I was like, oh no, the swell's getting better. The tide's getting better. And now I've got to leave. And like, I live on the beach. I work on the beach. My meetings are usually on the beach and I still really just caught some little leftover. So it is fickle. It is the unicorn. <laughs> right. It, it is, is uh, the, Bermuda the Bermuda triangle. The Bermuda triangle. So what is that? What is that? What is, what is in store for us next week? Anything? Uh, uh, yeah. Look, looking like kind of a slow week for surf, uh, at least down this way. Um, maybe looking at another cold front. Like we started to realize we're kind of in a wintertime. Right pattern again so that's good generally for us as springs upon us <laughs> yeah as spring break is upon us um but you know as far as the atmosphere is concerned are still very much in winter uh, up in the northeast they're getting tons of snow still 
Um, Anything so. major change as far as patterns go? I mean, a, no, I mean, there was a major shift that allowed for us to have surf and these lows to come through. <clears throat> Is that staying pretty much? Yeah, I mean, this, there's a low that just pushed off and it's going to be pushing all west wind. It's a little bit out of our window and, and just not the, exactly the right setup. But right. looking forward to, you know, end of next week or so, we could see something else start to pop up. And if so, you're in Africa, you know, yeah. you'll be getting some waves. Europe, Africa. <laughs> Our West Coast Africa, I should say, is really a good place to be. The Canaries, Morocco. Azores, Morocco, all that is going to be real big um, coming up. But here, uh, we got spring break. We've got summery kind of conditions probably going to take over for the next few days and looking for another cold front um, maybe towards the end of next week. Killer. So, sweet. Killer. I mean, that, that almost – what you had brought up in regards to work and that we couldn't – you know, I'm, like, freaking out. I have to get to work and – you're just like, oh, I got it within these realms, but then like... I see what you're doing here. Right, you like that? I see and, it. And, I see and, it happening. And what's great about it, though, is like when you're out in the water and there's swell and all of a sudden you look around and you're next to 300 of your closest friends, you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, I got to go to work. What are you doing? What? This, my friends, is called a segue. <laughs> this is bringing us into our next segue. smooth transition. Yeah, very smooth. <laughs> I mean, gosh, this guy is like... I'm picking it up. I'm picking it he up. must be like taking like masterclass notes at night or something. It watching this velvety stuff. was so smooth. Wow. I mean, it's Aki. It's Aki's uh, pass or Aukcast or I don't even know. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a natural that guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So this segment really is jobs for surfers. How is it uh, possible that you could be out there on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. and there's 400 guys and girls all doing what you're doing, which is probably not their profession. Yeah. And, and it's. It's one of those things. Ah, it's not me this week. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm so thankful that that wasn't my fault. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where I, growing up here and having random jobs here and there, it was, I know for me as a way far South Florida surfer, you know, it was like this fever pitch of like, oh, there's waves, there's this, you're, I got to have my shift covered here, I got to do this and that. And I know plenty of people that just grew up as bartenders or waiters because it was like, all right, well, I'm working at night, so it leaves my whole day free to do whatever I can. Or, um, so it's, it's interesting. I wonder, you know, it's like, what are people doing? For Is that jobs? by design you think they were doing? It was just like... Is it true that Chart House was started yes. by surfers? Uh -huh. Okay, I, I was wondering yeah. if that yeah, was just an urban legend. There or, you go. Okay. Yeah. So it seems that uh, like food and bev, hospitality... Are, are great industries to be in. If you're a surfer that with what we have to deal with here, because, yeah. and, and this is also something I noticed when I lived in Hawaii for a little bit was that all of a sudden that, that fever pitch to have to surf for all this other stuff gets relaxed when there's waves all the time, right? because then all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden you're just living your life and you're like, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and plan to surf. I got a little time to go and do yeah. this. And you know yeah. what, whether it was like one foot or, you know, six foot, it was, you, you were going to surf and you were going to have fun. It's like I can't tell pursuit. you. I nah. can't tell you guys how relaxed I was in San Diego because of that condition. In fact, so relaxed that I didn't even work the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I should be Sorry working. I'm coming back. I'm really relaxed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but like here, it's what becomes one of those things where you're like this and that, and, and and you know those phone you know phone calls that you get from friends and whatnot. They're like, what time? This and that. They're kind of pinpointing it because. I don't know. It's a little bit of a, of a mission to get to the beach yeah. at certain times of the day. And I have guys at, you know, store boards in their own car, throw boards at the shop and, and you know, just in that because they <laughs> don't have, they mission. don't, right. They don't want to have to go all the way back to their house to get right. a board. Then to have to come over here. There's just like at that last minute whim, they need to be able to go and do what they have to do. And that's kind of what we live by. It's like a surgical here. strike. Nonstop. Right. You have to be like on call. And you got to be willing and ready oh. to drop. I've everything. done half an hour hits. We're like half an hour in, 
paddle out, shoot, or maybe catch a couple of waves and gone like half an hour. And the swell can be gone half an hour too. Right. And that's the same. But it, but it you know, usually isn't. Firefighters. Firefighters are another, uh-huh. another right. job that a lot of They're surfers I just talked to a couple like yesterday. Yeah, they have that kind of flexibility in their schedule and they work like a lot of a uh, few days on, a few days off, that sort of thing. So and I wonder if the challenges are the same for people up outside of the Bahama shadow, Palm Beach North. That if they, you know, they get a little more consistency and they got some stuff. Is that enough? Is no, that enough I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, all those lineups, you see them packed right. when it's good. And you don't want to miss your home beach right. when it's doing its best thing. Right. And it is. I think that's a great way to put it. It's and, true. I mean, that, that same year that I lived in Hawaii it happened to be the worst summer in the South Shore in like 10, 15 years at the time. And then all of a sudden we had the best, uh, we had the best hurricane season here. It was one that we had like five different hurricanes just kind of circulating in and out. It was like 99 or something like that. And it was one of those things where I was dreaming about surfing out here and I was living in Hawaii. I'm calling friends, being like, yo, what's up with that? Oh, this and that. And they're like, dude, you're in Hawaii. I'm like, but it's been so it small. And, but it's more so sad, like I want to surf my home break. Right. That's it. There's a definite fear of missing out. So I think some of the jobs are, you know, the night jobs where you can right. work overnight shifts or um, the jobs that offer flexibility of working like a bunch of days in a row and then having a, a bunch, bunch of, of time off. Right. So it's like, flight, I, I mean, flight attendants. Oh, flight attendants is a whole other thing. Karen, I was thinking, I was thinking more like you. guys that work, work on Realtors? Like oil. Yeah. Real, I was thinking more like <laughs> oil rig guys. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I work like uh, four weeks straight and then I have off like eight or 10 right. or 12 weeks straight. Right. And it's like, wow, that's like you. How about surf shop owners? Do they surf no, shop owners? No. no. Somehow I work. I surf less. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of a funny one. You'd think that you'd probably surf all right, the time because the waves else are good. Is coming in. Yeah. Right. Like, when the waves are good, it's like, who else is going to serve you guys? It's me. Right. Someone's got to. Plus, where else are we going to? Where else are we going to keep our keys? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm really here for. Key valet. <laughs> For free, by the way, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, but drop your keys off. Lou did day. mention real estate, and that I think is another one of the professions that kind of lends itself to surfing, due to the fact that you you're essentially an entrepreneur, and so you get to kind of make your kind own of schedule. call your hours. Sure, yeah, there's a yeah. little bit of that, and so that's a totally different beast when you can kind of call your own hours. You have responsibility to yourself, to your clients, to right. your business, to your employees, all these other things, but you can kind of finagle your schedule a little bit more. You can. I've, I've always done that anyway, where any job I had gave me a little bit of flexibility and I just took off. Like to the point where I, I'm actually going to tell this story. Remember when the chalks plane went down? I was on the beach. Okay. I'm going to return for the story. I'm going to let a couple of fans in. Okay. <laughs> but you continue with that story. Okay. So the chalks airplane went down, right? Yeah. But it went down between the time I left work. And I'm not trying to make light of anybody passing. It's just the side story. So... I leave work to come out to the beach because there's waves, right? Plane goes down while I'm in transit. I get to the beach. There's cops and ambulances everywhere, right? So, like, now there's cameras on the, on the beach too, right? And a friend of mine from work calls me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you just came out on TV. I'm like, oh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with all the cameras and everything, I, I came out on TV. But that's the sort of flexibility I've always looked with every single job. I, like, I got to make it out for an hour. Got to make it out for a couple of hours. I got to shoot. I got to surf. I got to do something. But it's always been important for me to get out here and have a job that will give me that flexibility, even when, it, when I wasn't a realtor and when I wasn't that's shooting and had more is. of a 9-to-5. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Hey, Rudy. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Good to see you, buddy. What's up, dude? Rudy, Rudy you want to uh, introduce yourself here real quick? Uh, my what name is Rudy Dubois, uh, local Guy? surfer, friend, 
Enthusiast? Photographer? Yeah. Stopping by to say hi. All right. Hope you guys are good. Everything's good. A little checklist you got there? Yeah. That's a nice mayo you got the whole scenario sitting on? <laughs> everything. Fine quality. Oh, this is my Fine dog quality. terrorizing everything. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. All right, we're Stuff's we got, coming We got down. a bull in the china shop or a dog in the boardroom. It's pretty much the same thing. It's, oh, intera- it's interactive yeah. around here. It's yeah. interactive. It's so big. <laughs> Napoleon. See? Say hey, hi, everybody. All right. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Hey, listen. Just good times around here. No mess. No, that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, there's another job for a surfer, photographer. Yep. Seems to work out pretty well for you, Reed. No complaints. Um, Any uh, topics you guys hitting on that are interesting? Yeah, we're about to get into the next one. You want to join us? Come on. I'm going to stand in. No, no, no. Well, let's, let's, I let's think get, better let's, standing. All right, good. Let's get you in here, buddy. Good, good. Um, so well, the next one we're getting into here is surfing as a form of healing. And um, a friend of mine, a friend of all of ours, actually, Darren, um, he does a lot of work in this realm, and oh boy. he actually kind of prescribes the ocean. Mm. As a as a way for people to kind of Let me get my learn and heal. Here. Yeah, I have an interesting perspective on all that. Um, you know, we also have um, like the tradition of paddle outs. You know, when someone in the tribe passes, and that's that's a huge. I mean, we've talked about it on previous episodes, but it's it's a really big way that we all kind of come together and heal together, and it, it's all about the ocean. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of a big tribe, you know, for as, as, as big as a sport is and for as, as much as you have your, your, your big famous people like your Kellys and your, your Mick Fannings and stuff like that, as well as just your, you know, average surfer that might be just kind of starting off, you know, we're all kind of in it to, to share something with the ocean that kind of does something to you, you know, whether it gives you a, a, a moment of release, a, a moment of, of excitement or, or, or something, you know, you're connecting in a sense, and, and, and in that connection, when you share it with other people, whether it's the stoke of a wave that you see someone take or, um, or any of those, you kind of, you know, you're part of it, you're, you're connected with each other. And then at the same time on the, the grievance side, un- unfortunately, we've, we lost a local friend of ours um, last night, uh, Alessandro Perez, I'll, some knew him as Malaka. Uh, I, I've known him for quite some time and really close uh, friend and brother. Uh, we work together at Quicksilver as well as here at the shop, and um, we're all still kind of processing a little bit of um, of his passing because uh, it's pretty tough. Uh, you know, he was only in his uh, mid to late 40s. Um, you know, and, and hearing all the uh, the memories of him pouring in with people on on social media. You know, for just such a sweet guy, nice guy. The guy was just fully charged with energy, and uh, my heart's broken. Um, to, to know that he's gone, and I know we'll be doing a paddle out, and I know that we have a couple of our locals together, you know, gathering on Third Street right now, and and and, and sharing their 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 memories of him, which is always great. But it just it just goes to show the um, the depth that the ocean has, yeah. in a sense, you know, for our emotions, and where we all kind of flock to there yeah. um, to to send our energies and to send our feelings out there uh, to connect with each other. And um, and I'm gonna miss you, Malaka. I'm going to miss you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, like you say, like, I need to get a rinse. Right. Or, like, there's a reason that they do baptisms in water. Right. I mean, all these things, it's, it's all rooted in that same sort of, I mean, I don't know how, how, it feels really elemental. And when you guys, you know, even have, like, a bad day or something, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go paddle out. 
It's like, it's crap. Right. And then when you come back in, like, right. there's a famous quote about it. Like, you're definitely a better person coming out of the water than when you walked in. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's amazing. amazing. I mean, just like the other day, I went up and with a buddy of mine, and we don't get to hang much, but we got to kind of talk on the way up and get to surf. And it wasn't that big. And we took the mid-lengths out, and we just kind of had some fun. And um, and coming home, I, I like, and I sent them a text afterwards, and I, I thanked them. And I'm like, dude, that was like a little mini vacation. That was like, you know, like it, it, just something, it does something about recharging your soul, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, that's, I can see why Darren, uh, you know, recommends that or, or prescribes it to people because it really just kind of helps pull that away. It definitely, I feel that most of the time, all the surf towns have the same vibe. Everybody's just good. Everybody's taking it easy. Everybody's like, there's a certain level of connection we have based off that. And definitely it has to do with water. And I, and I also think something happens to you when, when the surf is big, when the surf is like a little radical and you're kind of like on the edge. Okay, hey, let's I, hear that. As my, healing? Yeah, definitely as healing. I think as a human being, you need to be slightly under duress. And surfing was a big part of surf, like when we had the big swell recently. Uh-huh. A big part of that day, you're kind of like in survival mode. Okay. You're like, this is big, this is a little intense. You know, you're constantly paddling. You're like, I got to duck dive this way. This way is big. Oh, I got to, there's people. Should I go for this? And it's like way too, you know, you're constantly in this weird, like, jumpy mode. Uh-huh. And that's, to me, it's survival mode. And that sets off all these interesting chemicals in the brain that I think are fundamental yeah. for, for development, for mood. I don't know about you guys, but I got home after that day, and I was like. Wiped. I'm good. We're all as <laughs> good in the world. Like a lot. And I think that's another aspect that a lot of people don't take that in. The congratulatory systems that we have for huh. surviving shit. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Rudy. I like it. Don't I tell nobody. It's secret. <laughs> I think everybody Turn, intuitively knows it. Now, yeah. Turn the Instagram off now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, no, that's a lot of things. Because when you said it, it's like it hits so close because you're like, of course. Yeah, that's you exactly think, it. You know, according to your beliefs and all that, but you think about the evolution of human. We're usually hungry a lot. And we're constantly moving because we were hungry. And the slight little off time we had, we were procreating. <laughs> but mostly we're like, I think for some gotta... people it's the other way around. Like, they're mostly <laughs> procreating when they're not procreating, they're getting a bite to eat and back to procreating. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been more of the other one than this. And that, that survival, that, oh, fuck, we made it through this. Uh -huh. And then obviously we're tribal. Right. Obviously, that's like 101. You see that everywhere from the spring breakers to. Musicians, it's just groups. <clears throat> Surfers have their own tribes in the way they surf. Do people yeah. hang out the way they, like, they just kind of cling to each other. I surf a certain way, I surf for a classic, I surf vlogs, and they kind of naturally lend themselves to each other. I think it's animalistic. I don't even think you're making those decisions. I think they're made. Yeah, we are a lot of water. We are made up of it. 75%, am I throwing that out there? Is that At least. Okay. But yeah, but definitely. At least that much. Even just getting in the water, like waking up in the morning and just going for a quick dip, it sets a tone. Yeah, like I was saying, like getting a rinse, like after, yeah. even like if I take like a long flight or you're driving for like 12 hours or something, mm -hmm. and it's not really like you're trying to get the dirt off you, but there's like a mental dirt. Right, yeah, And like Definitely. You, you, you come back out and you're like, ah, rejuvenated. Oh, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. feel pretty good after that. Yeah. It's like, sometimes there's real dirt on you that actually like rub it off. Right. But, you know, for the most part, it's a sort of a philosophical rinse. And then there's the, um, 
there's that connection with someone else or the other some that is experiencing that too, yeah. as well like oh, there is yeah. that like you know that there's a comfort in knowing that there's other people that feel or think mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. um and you know when they show some of that same appreciation or when you talk and you're both understanding that energy you know there's that you know whether it's someone you've known for a long time or someone you've just kind of rest- recently mm-hmm. met you know, all of a sudden it builds either a stronger bond or a new bond. Mm-hmm. And that keeps the drive growing and yeah. um, keeps the love growing. And I'm, I'm a big believer on energy and the transfer of it. Um, and the, the ocean is transferring energy every day, you know. And, and, you know, I think we go to the ocean to receive some of that, you know, and go for the rinse. And I need a out. beer, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keep it low. So one of the only, uh, one of the other ones that... Uh, kind of happens is uh, almost like a connection to animals. I don't know if this is kind of a weird thing to say, but... <laughs> as we have know, an animal here. Yeah, as, <laughs> as Napoleon bumps my leg. He's cruising around here. Um, Give me a peanut butter. Lots of animals congregate around the shoreline, you know, for their own reasons. But then, like, when you go, like, there have been a ton of sharks in the shore break lately um, yeah. around my beach. The last beach. couple months. And uh, last night, I was getting a little surf like it was really a desperation session that turned out to be a really fun <laughs> surf oh, nice. and uh one of my last waves of the night i remember I just kind of like saw this line knee high maybe just kind of like stretch out in front of me and then the sunlight went right through that uh-huh. and i was like oh pretty and then there's a shark like oh, right no on way. the same line that i'm on and actually i was going faster than the shark but uh it's like that shark <laughs> but you know it was it was like holy you cow like you're shark. you're here with other things yeah. you know it's not just the tribe of surfers right. there's like a whole other system happening outside of you whether it be the fish or the pelicans or the seagulls or you know a random dog running down the beach or whatever it is like there's a definite vibe going on there or yeah. turtles i think that's what connects you to everybody the fact that someone else knows the water and knows this right, right. just ah. all of this in that same way that right. you do that somebody like, else oh, you get it right mm-hmm. because there's plenty of people that come to the beach and don't even set foot in the water which right. i personally don't understand I, get it. I don't understand it but you know you get in the water and someone else has that i guess for lack of a better word intimacy right. with mm-hmm. the ocean right? right that 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 we have and i think that's a pretty amazing thing but lou even people that don't get in the water <clears throat> think about how many people like uh it's especially popular up in the Northeast where it gets cold a lot. And so people just go for a walk along the beach mm-hmm. on the boardwalks and they just sit on a bench and, and that's, watch. That's great because they're still taking it in for like, like they are still taking it hours. In. And it's like, what are you doing? What do you, what do you mean? I'm sure. They're, what do you, what do you mean? What am I doing? Right. <laughs> it's like, that, you don't know what to ask. Just there's, sitting there and looking at the vastness of it. You're in awe. Just really? like, you right. sit back. You're like, you're like I am Whoa. nothing. I, I remember going yeah. on a, sailboat trip from here to the Bahamas. And oh my gosh. We did it in the summer. Um, there was no wind and it was like a 36 foot catamaran on a 10 horsepower engine. It took us like 22 hours <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to go somewhere. There was two and a half hours on a regular boat. Yeah. Um, but you know, we stopped for a little bit and just, you jump in the water and you swim down 20 feet and you realize that you're still like a thousand feet underneath you and you just kind of sit there and I would just float there and you look around and you realize how small we are right. in the whole grand scheme of things. Right. You know, and you're just like, look at this vastness, look at this, you know, um, and it's such a humbling moment, you know, and at the same time, it's an appreciative moment where you're just like, oh, I'm really just a speck in this world. And, yeah. And uh, in the grand scheme of the circle of life, you know, and it sort of makes you happy in a, in right. a weird way. Because you're, right. you're a speck that's connecting with 
the environment with that uh-huh. that right. facet of the environment right. in in a, a speck of bajillions of other specks that are all pulled the whole thing together and it's yeah it's really a weird phenomenon and there's people doing like studies on this have you seen any of this stuff there's been like research on like the ph and salinity and like chemical things that are actually maybe making these things occur right i saw something on i don't, I don't know where it was maybe it was facebook and whatnot where they discussed the or it was an article the the how the ocean can very well just help people, whether it's the, the lapping of the, of the waves or the, or sand, the feeling yeah. of sand underneath your feet. Incredible. Uh, and what that does just, you know, subconsciously to the body and, and lowering your shoulders and kind of lowering those BPMs. You know, it's funny you say that because one of my favorite things to tell people about like surfing in Pensacola is the sand crunching mm-hmm. under your feet when yeah. you step on oh, it. Ah, silica. Yeah. Like, we don't I, have that I, here. I, I love yeah, that sound. It, it's, it's like it's, very powdery. It's fun to convey it, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I definitely feel like, especially nowadays, we have such a disconnect with nature and what, what's really going on around us. And I, I try to connect it back to the whole evolutionary terms. We've been more of that than this. With so much technology and so much shit going on, we get caught up in our, in our day-to-day life. We don't chill the fuck out. We, don't, we curse it, right? Yeah, that's we cool. Don't, we don't, <laughs> Keep your earmuffs. Keep, we filled yeah. in Florida. Just because Rudy then. says it, kids, doesn't mean that you should say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel Keep like there's, there's a disconnect. <laughs> and you can see people. You, usually, somebody hasn't been to the ocean in a while, and you bring them, and they're like, wow, why don't I do this more often? Right? Like, it's very primitive. Man. Like, yeah. you have to, you going next to a mountain, just looking at a mountain, you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? This is insane. Or a long drive. Yeah. or mm-hmm. Anything in nature, you're right. You get caught into that day-to-day fucking mundane, I got you know, the bills and rent and work, I got to restructure the portfolio, and you forget. The, one of my favorite things about surfing is you can't take anything with you. You're out there, just you, the board, and the water. Outside of surfing, outside, no, just the fact that you're going to go surfing, you, there's nothing with you. Right. I, I, I don't know. I think something ha- something's happening there. Napple thinks so too. <laughs> Let me go assess. Okay. <laughs> tag out. Tag out. Hey. Oh, yeah. So Rudy's gonna be surprised for, about the next category. I think is he wasn't really prepped for this one, but right. uh, this is kind of a big one. Uh, I've noticed it as just a surf nerd, uh, a guy that enjoys surf photography, that enjoys beautiful images, enjoys art. Um, a craft, you know, and I started to notice there's this weird sort of dichotomy happening in surf photography. And, uh, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm calling it surf photography crisis or the golden age. And, um, is the whole thing going to hell in a handbasket or actually are we really progressing to the point where it's just going to be a whole new paradigm of photography and it's going to be all these great things come out of it. I am torn because I see I see a little bit of both. Chris, what do you think? Oh, that was a good one. I got right. a couple thoughts. <laughs> I'm I'm sure couple thoughts. That's, that's great. I, yeah. I, you know, I guess in the title of Crisis or Golden Age, as a you know, as someone that appreciates photography but isn't you know other than just bringing my phone up and you know getting into that portrait and be like, whoa, look at this, like you know, <laughs> that's, um, that's but, photography, right? That's photography. You know, and a lot of it is is you know, I guess your what you see and what you want to capture, right, to go ahead and show to other people. Um, so in a sense, uh, you know, some of the things that we have like phones allows, uh, just the average Joe to maybe kind of explore some of the creativity that 
um, they wouldn't be able to get into unless they spent a lot of money on equipment and whatnot. And that is a testament to uh, how far we've come along, I guess, with technology versus, um, you know, photographers or people that have been doing this for a long time and whether it was from film and then went into digital and everything else and all the work that's involved that in the process of like, I could imagine that there's got to be, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of uneasiness for photographers who've been doing it for a long time that might be adapting and changing as well. But, you know, like any job, right. Or anything else, there's like the dues that you're put into, right. right. When you come into you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you work your way up and you kind of get those notches in the belts along the way. Um, and sometimes it might seem like that people are able to kind of just skip a lot of maybe basic steps. I, sometimes I kind of re relate it to like stand up surfing. You know, there's a lot of guys that are on SUPS, they under, understand mm -hmm. how to paddleboard and they get out to line up. They're like, I'd like to catch a wave, but they've kind of maybe never surfed and they've never, and they've right. skipped one of the most important parts, which is learning how to catch the wave or and getting to your feet, knowledge. which is, which is one of the hardest yeah. parts of surfing. Right. And so these guys not understanding that put themselves as well as other people in a dangerous situation. But how that refers back to photography is that, you know, Lou, I mean, do you, what, what are your uh, impressions on what, what it was like to where we're at now? And are we in a crisis or are we, uh, Honestly, I haven't given this too much thought when I saw the, you know, the title on the page. That's why I didn't tell now, you. Now, now I started thinking about <laughs> sure, it, but you know what? Look at that. Yeah. I, I know a guy. We, <laughs> Uh, several, right? Several. <laughs> That's so what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we may be, we may be in a crisis. You know, it, what little thought I've given it, but I think that's good because that that sort of puts you under the, you know, like under the thumb. It puts some pressure on you, and if you're really creative, if if you really have an eye, uh, actually, I want to bring Alex in here. Alex, where are you at? Montero. Alex. Alex. And 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 and, and just <clears throat> for maybe the layman out there and understanding what you mean by crisis. Like what a crisis in a sense, like, well, there's a gazillion photographers out okay. there, right? So like you, you're either reinventing yourself, you're, you're pushing your, your craft, you're pushing your art, you're pushing this discipline that you've chosen to, to pursue Great photographer here. or, Master. you know, you're, you're just good, doing the same good, thing. And, and that's good. fine. Listen, like I said, I, I've never given much thought to this because I'm, I'm not here competing with anybody. I'm right. not here to impress anybody. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like the Joker. I just do, you know, like I just do. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, like, just, yeah, just you do, do right? We're so, like, I, I shoot. The subject. I shoot like the, the 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 average guy. I shoot like you know, like the the best guys out here. I'll shoot everybody. It doesn't right. make for a great photo sometimes, but right. you know that guy gets stoked when he sees that image of himself. You know, so like I said, it, we may be in crisis, but I think that's just going to push on to the next. You know, the next. And, and is there? But let me just of, do an intro to Alex. Right. Here. Which, by the way, uh, Alex has not been up. shooting very long. And my boy here has like an amazing eye. I want everybody yes. to know that. I want Alex to Montero follow him on Instagram at many beaches. You. He's an old school local from here. When, and not just saying local life. They've been here 15, 20 years. Like life this guy life. grew up here yep. south of 5th when it was hood back yeah. in the day. And he's seen so much along the ways. And, um, and, and to see him get into a craft like that and the excitement that it brings out of him and that he just has such a good eye in general. Like some of the stuff that he's been doing, like these portraits of certain people, just it has nothing to do even with sport or surfing. Right. Just captivating, right? Because, yeah. I, like, and again, I, I speak from a relatively layman terms of, or point of view where I, you know, I just put my phone out for pictures. But some of the stuff he, he takes really kind of makes me sit there and I, and I, and I look at it and, I kind of, and, it, and it, it stirs a mood. And I feel like that's what photography is supposed to do. It's supposed to either both capture a mood as yes. well as stir it. So I keep 
That's the golden talk age him part into of it. like exhibiting because he's got a very clear voice. He doesn't want to admit it, or maybe he doesn't see it himself. He's got a very clear voice, and the the, the work is amazing already, man. Right, and he's just starting off. Yes, he's just starting off. That's the amazing part. Rudy, I'm sorry. We oh, got the phone. I'm good. Ran <laughs> down. Catch that? <laughs> yeah, I'm super psyched to see anybody just just producing and creating. And I think Darwin said it best. It's not the strongest. It's not the fastest. It's not even the smartest. It's the one who can adapt the best in any field. Photography is just—it's just a self-expression. If you can't adapt, you're off. If you can't go from film to digital, you're off. If you can't make it film in a digital area, you're off. If you can't shoot digital, if you can't shoot, you're off. That I tie view any type of creative expression. Behind. There's no excuses. They're all Instagram photographer. There's room for everybody. There's room for in any type of field, surfing. Fashion, photography, any type of expression, you just have to put energy into yourself and cultivate your own personal momentum. That's People it. People make mistakes and try to, oh, I need to do this to get recognized, or I need to mimic that. You don't have to fucking anything. You just have to be yourself. And I think that's the hardest part, my perspective. It is, because a lot of people are afraid of making mistakes, but when you're making well, the mistakes, that's when you're pushing. Right. But if you don't make mistakes, you're not doing anything. You're right. just that's it. And, and I believe... Through my perspective, and I tell you this quite often, if you emphasize and figuring out what affects you, that translates. If you start doing what you think is expected, not, there's no it's there's bad. no essence in the image, yeah. and there, there's no essence. In, forget about or the in, image in, in, in anything, anything. In anything. That's it. If you're gonna surf, and you're not present, and you're not trying to figure out how the ocean affects you, it's gonna show. If you're building cars and you don't, uh, it's going to show. If you're trying to do what anybody else does, what, you know, the best thing you'll get out of is money if you just copy what other people do. And at the end, like, what the fuck? You know, like, what, I need to sign that, up for that. That's yeah. just my, <laughs> my, my two thing. cents on the so, whole I mean, creative how, process. So, that's, I mean, does it seem like then, uh, in, in regards to competition, so many photographers out there, that the competition is just what? See, within he, within he, yourself? He, he makes a face at competition. Well, well, within yourself? Me personally, yourself? It's, it's, it's a challenge. Is, is it... it and, and I get, granted, it's like anything else, it's probably a bunch of different perspectives and, 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 and ways that people approach this, but is there that, um, again, that side of like, oh my God, there's so many photographers, I've got to go ahead and get this thing. I've got to, it, that you fabricate a scene or fabricate a look. I don't know how Rudy feels about this, but I'll, I'll tell everybody out there this. You know what? Get a camera. Start shooting. I don't mind the competition because if I'm just going to stagnate and not do anything new... You deserve to take me, you know, to sure. over, I always thought me. I've always thought competition's great. It keeps me on my toes, yeah. keeps me fresh, keeps me hunting. Absolutely. You know? I, if I sat down and thought about how many new photographers are getting created every day, I wouldn't shoot. I'd be overwhelmed. Right. That's debilitating. I think those yeah. are those are like super negative thoughts. The best thing you could do is just there's only one Rudy. There's only one brat. It's just just if you are honest in your approach. And you could dissect the business in many ways. All right, you want to shoot surfing? What type of surfing? Mm -hmm. If you just shoot surfing like surfing, you're never going to develop a niche. If you say, well, I like very classic surfing because you're, you're mm -hmm. honest class. You know, I'm going to follow brands right. that lend themselves to that style of surfing. How do they show their apparel? How do they show their boards? How do I build a portfolio that lends myself to it? And then it's just, I look, I'm a very blue-collar creative. Like there's no, you know, woo -woo. I wake up every day and they go to town. I said this just, just yesterday. Every day, every day, every day. In that process, you, 
it's like a process of elimination in the creator. You're like, I don't want to ever do this no more. Uh-huh. But I need to pay my bills this month. Hopefully next month, next month I don't have to go here. And with your work, at the beginning, you got to shoot shit. And I told you, like, whenever everybody asks me, like, go out there, like you said, grab a camera and shoot photos. And then process of elimination. So little by little, you're like, yeah. this is cool, but I'm not this guy no more. Mm-hmm. And this is cool, but you want to know what? We're going to do this now. Yeah. And little by little, you're going to start deleting images mm-hmm. and honing and honing mm-hmm. and constantly working that shit. But it's an everyday struggle. It's not like... Hey, you're in Miami. I could tell you the fashion industry is not here. But if you want to shoot weddings, you're going to corner the market. You're going to kill it. Or you're not going to kill it shooting surf photos here. There's no surf. So forget about that. You're not going to be a famous surf photographer in Miami. If you want to shoot fashion, you got to go to London. You got to go to Milan. You got to go to Paris, New York. Or, you know, it's just just the the reality of certain scenarios. Mm -hmm. If you're close-minded and you don't see that, well, you're not going to excel. It's just that in, in any industry, you have to be super realistic and acknowledge the pros and cons of the city you're in, the That's momentum it. you're creating. Be realistic. You have to be very just realistic. super honest. You could be emotional and you could, have, you could lend yourself to your work, but I think you have to pull yourself apart in any industry and look at it as an observer and say, hey, this is going to translate here. Or you might be an amazing photographer, but they're just not going to get it because the people, the culture in that city doesn't resonate to what you're producing. I think you touched base on a really cool thing. I'm not good at public speaking yeah, or anything like that. None of us are. But that's a really cool point that you made, Rudy. Um, when I put stuff out there, I put it because it's cool to me. And if people like it, that's awesome. And if they don't like it, that's fine. And it's a freeing thing to be able to put out something that you like because... I have a job. I don't depend on photography, but it's an outlet to be creative and mm-hmm. just put what you like out there, you know. And um, I was finally able to get a camera. And I remember when I, when I first started, I was like, "Hey, you know, what camera do you use?" And I was thinking about getting a Sony. He had a Sony, and uh, we talked some things. And I did my research, you know, before I bought my camera because you know it's a it's an investment, For right? Sure. It's, it's like, do I buy a a camera? Do I buy a longboard or a right. surfboard? You know. And um, I wanted to get a camera, something I been wanting to do for years and um, finally pulled the trigger. This guy uh, in California, his name is George Salas. He's an amazing photographer, local surfer out here, is kind of the guy that I talk to for, you know, suggestions. And he's really good because he doesn't want another George Salas. You know, he's just, he wants, he lets you be creative, you know, and he's a good guy to talk to. And I like, you know, talking to Lou and I like to talk to Rudy because you know, they're real photographers. And um, like I said, it's really freeing being able to put what you like. And it's cool to see that you, you know, you like sometimes other people like, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. What, are, what are some of the challenges coming into this relatively, you know, a little green and new um, and stuff like you that? Know what, that what, you're coming into it that you're just saying, holy F. Um, <laughs> you know, at, at first um, it was overwhelming, like all the, like learning the camera and, and but you know, if you really like something, you're going to do the research, you're going to look into it, and you're going to learn the camera. That's easy stuff, I think. One of the best suggestions that I can give to anybody that's going out there shooting is you just got to shoot and take a bunch of photos, but just don't snap. Look what's in front of you. Look in the foreground. Look in the background. Do you see a store? Do you see something that's interesting to you and that might create a good picture? You know, maybe, maybe not. You know, might get a good 
You just gotta keep shooting. You gotta shoot, 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 shoot. The more you shoot, and then you start looking through the photos, you're gonna start seeing things. You know, people ask always, what camera do you use, what lens do you use? But they don't ask the questions that are so simple and fundamental as what makes a good photo. What makes a good photo is composition, story, you know? And people overlook everything. They think that they're gonna take amazing photos by buying an expensive camera. Mm -hmm. And go ahead, buy an expensive camera. The, buy a $20,000 camera. And if you don't know those fundamentals and those basics, it's not a good recipe for a good photo. Here, I, I want to be a little bit of the devil's advocate sure. in what you were saying. We're all Lou, you've been shooting for a long time. We should have yeah, I, I started shooting before. I, I'm a late bloomer with technology. And I started shooting before I even had a computer. I, got, I, I said I was lucky. My teens, I started playing around with cameras. I'm 33 now. And I created personal momentum before any instant gratification, where I knew what affected me before anybody told me this was cool. And I think there's a loss in, in all genres, not just photography, but since we're talking about photography, I'm sure you knew what affected you before anybody liked a photo, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And there's something to be said about that. Like, that's really, that's, I, a, that's hard for me to understand. I know who I am. And I know what affects me, and I'm very honest in that. I give zero fucks what anybody likes or dislikes. Though I navigate that because that's the industry that I must be in. The only way people are going to receive... That's the medium that people are receiving and getting affected Guys, by right now. Guys, one more now. time. This is oh Renee. We got some photographers in the house today. Like, really? Oh, is here. Look at that. Oh, my God. What's up, man? How's it going? Good in you. How's it going? There it is. Full house. Full house. So, you know what? Renee and Jonathan also are here. Sorry for screaming. So, I was just... How many? Are we coming up on an hour here yet, Caleb? We got an hour. All right. I, I was just touching on the subject on how important it is to have cultivated some personal momentum before any social media gratification. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, something I see right now as a, as a reoccurring theme, people are looking for that validation that they're doing something right. And you lose character there. The struggle is so important. The self-struggle. You being like, oh, is this right? Am I really affected by this? Is this, is this something that I... Is this really a photo that I, I genuinely stand behind? Well, the they don't problem, do that. The problem is that you're not having const constructive uh, criticism coming in from people who are actually looking at it and be like, well, I, need, I think you need to focus on this, not so much like the... Like you said, the Wait, gratification. We get an introduction first. Just, oh, sorry. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm Renee Gomez. How you doing? <laughs> Good uh, man, born and raised here in Miami. Live in LA. Uh, photographer based out of Instagram. <laughs> yeah. What's your oh, Instagram? my Instagram is uh, at slash dog. Pan so, con pata. <laughs> pan con pata. So yeah, I grew up out here in Miami. Started off shooting surfing and then moved on to the commercial world. And yeah, it's it's an interesting aspect of where um, this uh, forum has gone and where it's taking place. You know. Uh, yeah, everyone looks for instant gratification. They don't think about, well, is this good or not? Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's not good out there, unfortunately. Right. And then there's guys who are really busting their ass, and they're not getting the validation that they need. Let me give you some criticism on that. From the entrepreneur world, it's really important to figure out what works and what doesn't work. 
Very much so. Yeah. Quickly, as cheaply as possible. Yeah. It's got a term called fail fast. I want to screw up now. Not in like a week or not in 10 days or not in two weeks or a month or two years from now. If my idea is bad or my work is bad, I want to know as quickly as possible. And so there, there kind of is that, but there's, a, but there's a, like a popularity to it that I think hurts it from an artistic perspective. But again, to argue that, in the creative process, you have to develop self. Like we were talking about everything This else. is the part that's different. Yeah. This is where you cannot put a, put a business plan on the way you want to translate what affects you into the real world. You have to figure that out, then monetize it. Yes. You can't monetize something that you don't have. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. So, uh, do you want to be consultant with me? Because I could bring you along. You could just drop that I'm, one I'm, bit of knowledge. I'm super expensive. Boom. Right. <laughs> and they will pay it. So, uh, what we were talking about, and the way we, we funneled into this, was the ability to adapt. Like that's something that I I I lend myself to, and I and I argue consistently. It's not the smartest, the strongest. It's the one who could adapt the best. Yeah. And. And we're talking about surf photography, crisis, or golden age. It's never been a better time to be a creative person. The outreach is immense. Well, you're able to produce. Your, your production level can be brought out so much quicker than what it was before. I mean, I started when it was film. So when you're shooting film, you had to wait a couple hours to get right. it processed and then right. see if you actually got right. the shot or not. Right. Now you're like, oh, I got the shot. All right, how soon can I upload this? And how soon can I make money out of it? Or if it's not gonna be made money, you know, you're looking at both aspects. You're looking at it as an artist, you're looking at it as, as a business person and everything. So it's just so much that goes on that you're like, and being able to adapt every way from going from film to digital to now with the whole social media content. And the thing is there's more things coming out of social media of how to compete, keep on competing. Look, right now there was a whole thing of like, Vero had this quick little kick trying uh -huh. to like overtake, Insta uh, be the next thing to jump on top of Instagram. It was hot for a minute, but it realized that there was so much going on that their uh, server couldn't keep up. And so people immediately jumped off and kept on with Instagram. It's like, there's always someone trying to find who can be the next source to like, how, how can I pump out social media? How can I get the upper hand? And we're still at that. They're still going and seeing what happens. And I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. And I'm not gonna really, it. really <laughs> put my foot down on this because it's something I'm a, I'm an instinctual, instinctual shooter, but I intellectualize the process. I really appreciate and love the approach to acts. I, I don't think people emphasize enough on that. Instagram is not forever. Like the way we communicate is not forever. Like the way cameras work is not forever. If you don't adapt, you're done. You're gonna fall behind and you're gonna, you just have to adapt. Whatever so what, what the are the things that say standard? A good image. That's what stays right. That's what he asked. That's it. That's what he asked before. He said, well, that's not the question is what camera. The question isn't no, what technology no what or how did you get out there. The, it's not the camera. It's what story. And what's the composition. What, what there, fundamentals. There's so many times people are like, oh, what camera? It's like, it's not the camera. It's the person. It's the, the, the yeah. eye. The eye you have. Right. You can shoot with any camera. And you're going to, if you if you got the eye, you're going to find what you want. Right. You know what I mean? No matter how it, it's captured. Uh -huh. You're the right. one who's creating the content. You're the one who's the artist and looking for what you want. I've had so many times, 
So what camera you use? I'm like, doesn't matter, man. Yeah. You don't yeah. ask a woodworker like what chisel they use. Yeah, right. it's a fucking chisel. That's what I use, a chisel. Or a you know, chef. depending what on the are you using? Yeah, that's the classic you one. Is it like, Viking? Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> like oh, you're doing this. So what would you cook it on? It's like, yeah. no man, it's not what no you're cooking on. No one are electric. Yeah, yeah. You know, I made this with love. That's how the chef looks at it, and it's the same thing as an artist. You made it. You made it from what you're seeing, your perspective on right. your your outlook. You know. So that's so, true. So really, it's more of a golden age from your from your perspective. It's always going to be a golden age. It's always going to have. I'm sure, in the '80s. People were complaining about certain things. In the '90s, yeah, sure. people were complaining about certain things. There's always and there's always going to be something. But yes, there is a saturated market. You yes, adapted to different things. You just have to. You got to create more of a niche. Again, this is a daily struggle for myself. I'm not in any way saying that I figured it out. I don't think you ever figured it out. You know, yeah, I just think there's point. different we're levels to the video awesome. game. Yeah, yeah. there's we're different levels to the video game. And you gotta just keep playing. And it, we're not in a crisis. You you can be in a crisis if you want to be in that you level. Frame it that way. Yeah. Or you say, "Whoa, let me restructure, reevaluate, and fucking attack." That's what I. That's what I think everyone here. And I got this idea. Like you do all the time. Right. With well, your shops, dude. Right. You do that. I hear you tell me like you want to know what. This is not working. You look at it as an observer. You reevaluate, you don't fucking, oh, I don't know, I don't feel good. Right. I, like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. We're gonna make this thing happen. Because right. there's nothing else. Right. The no same thing with any type of situation. Right. We're gonna figure this out, and we're gonna, and you come in here, it's unique to you guys. It's unique to you. Right. You have, you're involved. Right. And I, and I, I just, that's it. But, and, and, I, and I think, again, if we can translate it to the store, I think that's kind of what, um, what gives that feeling off to so to people that come here, whether yeah. there's people that we know or there are people that we don't know that come from different parts of the world, uh, whatever it is that Mark and I did to this place as far as giving it its love um, translates. And yeah. people feel that when they come here. And that is just our craft and how we merchandise the product, how we how we host people when they walk well, in here. It feels like you're coming home. Like, look, right. I, I come home multiple times a year. Every time I come in, I was like, I haven't missed a beat. I still see you guys say what's right. up and like, hey, it's like, oh, I'm still home. Right. You know what I mean? You have that home feeling when you come here. It's like cheers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that, cheers. Hey there, know me. <laughs> yeah. But so, there's that familiarity, that picture. I mean, and it almost seems like that is what you're trying to do is connect with someone. Uh, not maybe trying. You're doing whatever you feel. And the and when, peop when people connect to it the way that they do, that yeah. is that pat on the back or yeah. that like okay well and over I, time you're not going to connect the same way so you gotta adapt. and you're not necessarily doing it because you you know because it, right? you're doing it because you want to it? it yeah i think it's yeah adapt in everything adapt it's not the die. smartest it's not the strong it's not what i tell myself regularly i think there's people don't emphasize enough on honesty you gotta be honest with what you're producing and yeah. stand by it in order to build off that. If you don't have that type of, this is, all right, right, you know, this is not me forever, this is me right now, how do I make it? And that's where better? that learning the struggle, yeah. I think is really important. But people if, don't struggle if nowadays. If you don't go through that, that's kind of hard. That's the crisis to... part of it, where if you're, this is a, I read this great article, and it, this is not verbatim, but with the new generation, a big scenario what happens is, they're not, they're not pouring themselves into their craft. 
It's, it's very on the outside. It's like you can go to school, you get a degree, and you get into a job, and you're there five months, and you're like, I don't like my job. You've been there five fucking months, buddy. What are you doing? You know? Or you're I don't boss. like photography in five months. Like, okay, it, it's they a want it, night. They need to know that. Yeah, they want to know. They're like, they don't. They don't want to put the time in to see where it's gonna go. They're like, if I don't have instant, like immediately, like success. Yeah. If I don't have success immediately, then why am I gonna that's, continue doing this? And it's like, I, you know, I've been I mean, is, is that a testament to the society that we're living in nowadays yeah. when I you mean, have I've all been, these instant gratification? I've been yeah. shooting since I was 16. I'm 41 now, and I've still been in the business still grinding away and like I went from you know started street surfing was a photo assistant commercial advertising and went on my own and it's just I've kept on you know there's guys like George Salas like Alex was saying too you know we've all been through and we still keep on pushing it's a business that keeps on moving and like Rudy said too you gotta evolve you gotta right, keep that. going because if not yeah you get right that's a good part and there's and there's but that's a part that, that's a that should be the good part yeah can I ask an off-camera off we, have, we have a question, question coming in. Camera. Question. We have an off-camera question. So what do you guys think about the fact that, yes, in, in, in a certain way you can look at this and say, people aren't pouring their heart and soul into something, so they're not doing it the way we did it. However, they're able to make a living, whether they're dwelling in a van or living out of Airbnbs and travel the world and not have to go the same route that the majority of people do. We didn't do that necessarily because all of us seem to have gone a little bit of a different path. But now the fact that you can actually make a living in a little bit more of a fun, independent, bohemian, relaxed way. Yes, uh, paying the dues. Well, well, you can do what, that at least. What's your question, Jonathan? So the, <laughs> I want to hear your perspective because I heard a lot of like, oh, this isn't good, this isn't good, this isn't good. But no. what about the good side of the no. fact that a lot of these people are going to be funneled into shitty jobs? No, I, I like Jonathan, ask that question into the microphone, please. Okay. Now that you can hear me. Hi. Jonathan <laughs> Valerius off camera. Oh, off camera. <laughs> so I just want to hear the perspective of the positive side of what this social media and all of the availability of this technology and the ability to not necessarily have to go to high school, go to a college, and take a typical job that, you know, we were all kind of looking at those options and probably avoided. So what do you guys think about that aspect of it? The positive part of all these people growing up seeing possibilities that we didn't have readily accessible. I can lay into that thick. We're going to just skim it. <laughs> I said it was the golden age. And I, I elaborated how I feel that I'm involved with nowadays. And the fact that I was able to build momentum prior, I think I have an edge towards my personal avenue. I think we live in the best times ever. The fact that you could do whatever you want, however you want, that a photographer doesn't have to be singular. There is no A, B, no. You could be a, a totally Instagram, social media-based photographer. You could be this. Or, everything is, is, is obtainable. Yeah, that's and, a big part. And I think it's, it's in everyone's hands. The technology yeah, is yeah. cheap enough and oh, ubiquitous enough. That and that's great. That, that gives more avenues to touch on. I could be Rudy in different places as much as I want. It's just not like, oh, I can't. If I like something, I'll build personal momentum in what I like. The same thing with anybody else. If somebody wants to live in a van and take photos of their life in their van and they do it somewhat creatively, they gain a following. The following cultivates views and likes. They could reach out to brands and be like, hey, listen, 
Look at all the following. Whatever, whatever your what, your what plan if, what, is. What if they live in the van down by the river? <laughs> well, if the river emits interesting lighting and things happen by the river, at least where I've been around it, you could do something. If you believe in what you're doing, That's and, you're, spin, and yeah, you're yeah, honest, and you're, <laughs> no, no, but if you believe in what you're doing, and you're honest about it, it's going to be unique. There's only one you. There's only one you. And if you build that personal momentum within that, it's just your golden age. Yeah, so it's you, golden cheaper, age. more available, yeah. easier to spread. Less people to deal with. I mean, well, it's more efficient now. Super efficient. That's a great way. It's more efficient. It's good to have success and momentum, even if you're a photographer that never paid his dues, did it only for instant gratification, got a bunch of brands sending you their stuff, and you're doing great with that. That's cool, right? More power to them, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because I was hearing a lot of like negativity towards it, and I get it because we had to pay our dues differently. But I'm pretty stoked to see a 21-year-old couple driving around making money based on their Instagram. I think it's amazing. It's much better than those two people unhappy after school, take them a month off, going into college and going into a shitty job, in my opinion. I think it's inspiring for them. Yeah, so in that way, I think it definitely is more the golden age than it is the crisis. If, yeah. you, can, if you can do it right, yeah. yeah. And like, not be pissed off, like, oh, I got this shitty job. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, and if you, do have, mean, if you have to do it, take that shitty job. Look, a lot of people's situations don't allow themselves to like go get a van and like, try to become some sort of Instagram model generate. No, it's like, that's not really in reach for some people, but if you do have to, and you, and just go work, um, whatever job, make some bucks, like working at a gas station or a deli or supermarket or whatever. And then you can shoot amazing photos with that same thing you have in your pocket yeah. to like get your job, which is a phone, which everybody has. I mean, well, like it's, it's start funny. that way. It's funny what I've had clients ask me for lately. Cause I've jumped on jobs for like, big companies and they're like hey we want you to do some social media stuff for us like do boomerangs social and stuff like media. that and i'm like all right cool i'm like Podcast, that's it's, yeah. it's what it is now and i'm like i ain't gonna say no because at the end of the day they're paying they're making money and i'm getting and you're do, adapting and i'm adapting i'm getting to do what i like which is at the end of the day photography is just a different uh venue i mean a different format that we're doing right. of photography you know like it's weird but you're like okay this is what this is what we're going to now these days you know there's so many different outlets of it so you gotta keep going. If not, then that's it. You're gonna be without work. You're gonna be like, oh, great. Yeah. Now, and it's gonna be that 22-year-old couple that's traveling around a van that got the job instead of you. Yeah. Maybe we all need to get jobs and 22-year-old spouses. We all need to get vans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for what it sounds like, it's just about explore and explore as much as you can and, yeah. and, and adapt and change. And I mean, that is only the true, only constant is yeah, change. I mean, and, uh, and if you don't do something, you already know what the result is, right? Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, be bold, be brave, be badass. Go out there and fucking just do sorry, it. I just dropped a Rudy bomb. My bad. You can do it. Um, <laughs> Let's tie all these things back together. So you want to be a job for a surfer? You can be a surf photographer. You can be a photographer. You can get really bummed out and pissed that you didn't adapt fast enough, didn't make enough money. And then you can rinse off in the ocean and then heal the whole thing. So, I mean, these whole, all these little topics that they kind of oddly came and coalesced together. It's a strange thing. What's stranger is that that all just came up five minutes before we came online. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, thank, thank you for letting me drop in. Yeah. I just flew in today and just yeah. like having to walk into this whole situation. But these, are, but these are the organics that we that we appreciate and that we love. This and, is talking story. And, right. And in a sense, it's kind of why, what people have kind of appreciated out there as well and told us about that. Yeah. It's just like I've had people be like, dude, I've commented alongside with you guys. I know you guys can't hear me, but I'm talking to you guys <laughs> at the same time. I'm like, that's kind of cool. You yeah. know, I, I think people are learning things. Right. Yeah. Super cool. uh, 
and you know, hopefully each week we can kind of bring something a little different that, that ties into the local community, to things that we do and the things that we're passionate about, things that are passionate about other surfers as well. And uh, you know, please send us more stuff to kind of talk Ideas. about. Ideas, yeah. stop by, say what's up. Yeah, because you know, crack one open and, or, or have some tea. Chris, Bradley, episode 10 in the books. Awesome. We want to thank everybody that was here. Yeah, all um, you guys for stopping in. Caleb for just making it all happen with the AV. Um, you're the man. Uh, we look super pretty today because Lou actually brought in some lighting, which was uh, made this whole thing a little bit better. Free and, advertising. Yeah. Free advertising. <laughs> I have a smaller space across my nose if anybody would like that. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining. We'll catch you guys next time. Shoots. Adios.